I'm Christy Pelzell, and you're listening to Impacting Stories, an Impact Newswire podcast. Today, I'm speaking with Antonio Pedro, Deputy Executive Secretary in charge of program support for the United Nations Economic Commission for Africa. Mr. Pedro is a mineral geologist with over 30 years of experience in development and management at the national, regional, and continental levels across Africa and beyond. Recently, he initiated and is leading a collaborative effort to bring together development institutions to support the President of the Democratic Republic of the Congo to get the necessary investments and linkages with other African countries to move further up the value chain of the battery electric vehicle market, which will be worth more than $8 trillion by 2025. Mr. Pedro, thank you for joining us today. Thank you very much, Christy, for this opportunity to participate in the podcast. Mr. Pedro, you recently spoke on a panel at the DRC Business Africa Forum where you and other partners agreed that when people think of the resources needed to power electric cars, the Democratic Republic of the Congo should come to mind. Why does the Economic Commission for Africa and partners consider DRC the most competitive place to produce battery precursors for electric vehicles? Yes, first, because it has the necessary natural resources and almonds or in other words, the battery minerals. DRC produces 70% of the cobalt that world needs to produce batteries. It also has the largest known lithium pegmatite deposit in the world. And of course, has copper and many other minerals which are key for the production of batteries. Beyond that, the energy supply in DRC is essentially based on hydroelectrical dams. So this contributes to a competitive carbon profile. We've commissioned a study to Bloomberg Nerve that has demonstrated that indeed DRC can be a globally competitive investment destination, all matters considered, of course. This study, which was launched during the recently held DRC Africa Business Forum, which was held on the 24th and 25th November this year, demonstrated that producing 10,000 metric tons of battery precursors in DRC is three times cheaper than producing the equivalent amount in the United States, and more or less the same uh, if it's produced in China. So the figures that we have is that it would cost about $39 million to produce 10,000 metric tons battery precursors in DRC, about 120 in the US, 117 million in China, and about $65 million in Poland. On the carbon emissions, again, DRC came quite strongly, 25% lower carbon emissions than China, and about 10% lower carbon emissions than the US and Poland. That is where the comparative advantage of the country lies. The forum has demonstrated that the government is ready to harness this opportunity. Going back to what you said about the government being ready, when you moderated a roundtable discussion at the business forum, you said 
to create a functional battery plant in DRC, the government must create that right regulatory framework to attract foreign direct investment and apply the same for local investors. How does the DRC link to other African countries in the battery electric vehicle value chain? And what role does the Africa Continental Free Trade Area commitment have which prompts governments to create that right regulatory framework you were talking about for those in the BEV value chain? DRC is, is definitely emerged as a country that can host this value chain. And uh, during the forum, we have three major deliverables, namely commitment from strategic partners. Here I'm talking of development finance institutions, such as the African Bank, the African Development Bank, the African Finance Corporation, Badea, and of course ourselves, ECA, who have committed to continue to support DRC uh, with a view to realizing this potential. So that's one part of the delivery. The second is to bring strategic partners beyond investors and the ECA. The government will establish the DRC Battery Council, which is going to be a public-private platform where we will be bringing technology experts, uh, researchers, civil society organizations, and many other partners. The third announcement was the establishment of a special purpose vehicle to enable ordinary citizens to invest in this opportunity. And this is absolutely important with a view to ensuring that this opportunity contributes to shared prosperity. So as the title suggests, is a DRC Africa Business Forum. And for us to be able to enable Africa to participate and deepen its participation in this lucrative value chain, which according to estimates from many sources, will be valued at about $8.8 trillion by 2025 and $46 trillion by 2050, we will need battery minerals from all parts in, on, in Africa. For example, we will need manganese from Gabon and South Africa, they are the leading producers uh, of manganese in the world. We'll need nickel from uh, potentially Madagascar or Botswana. And this is what will be required for us to produce the so-called MNC battery precursors, so manganese, nickel, and cobalt battery precursors, which are the chemicals that go into the production of batteries. But then if you want to go deeper and produce batteries, then you need, you need copper uh, that, of course, uh, Zambia and DRC produce. We need graphite from uh, Mozambique and Tanzania. We will need phosphates from Morocco and so on. So it is a project for the entire continent. And this is where the African continental free trade area becomes an important catalyst for the emergence of regional value chain. Describe the investment climate and explain the matrix of investors and off-takers or buyers, if you will, in the picture. We are very happy with the kind of leadership that we saw, starting from the president himself, as well as I mean, the prime minister and all of the line ministers. And the steps that have already been taken, namely the announcements of the establishment of DRC Battery Council, the announcement that a special purpose vehicle will be established, as well as the identification already of, of some uh, parts of the, of the country as potential special economic zones to host 
these plants, again, shows that the forum was not just uh, another talk show. It was results-oriented. We've managed to secure the highest levels of commitment from the government and also the private sector. We had the Federation of Private Sector of DRC present throughout the, the forum. We had a working breakfast hosted by I mean, the largest bank in the country, the Royal Bank, in which one of the outcomes was, again, securing the commitment of the local financial institutions to participate in the forum. Uh, there were uh, discussions also about um, local content, how to ensure that this is not uh, only an opportunity for captains of, of industry, for tycoons and so on, but a platform that will enable the emergence of small and medium enterprise that can competitive small and medium enterprises uh, that can participate in the value chain, uh, generating uh, employment, decent employment for that matter. What are the stakes for ordinary Congolese and African? Beyond batteries, uh, for us to be able to produce electric vehicles on the continent, we need to start from some of the poles of automotive industry on the continent. Here I'm talking of South Africa, which has a a significant automotive sector. And this is part of the entire strategy behind the DRC Africa Business Forum. And the African continental free trade area, again, provides the catalyst, a catalyst that strengthens the business fundamentals of the projects with all the tariff and non-tariff barriers lifted as part of the trade within the African continental free trade area regime, then it will be uh, easier for inputs to uh, move across the continent. This will contribute to improving the share of trade of intermediate and finished products on the continent, which currently are dismal. Earlier, I had mentioned the special purpose vehicle, which is a, a financial platform that will enable in the context of DRC, ordinary uh, citizens to participate, to buy shares. And that again, as I said earlier, is important so that they have a sense of ownership of this immense opportunity. Beyond DRC and even the size of the market, we are looking at opportunities for captains of industry from across the continent to be part of the syndicate. What can be expected in the short term as far as development opportunities, collaboration, or policies? And what's realistic for where things are today as a next step? One major problem to realizing this pathway is demand. Africa does not produce sufficient number of electric vehicles yet commensurate to the resource endowments that that it has. Our immediate opportunities, however, uh, lie in producing electric two-wheelers, three-wheelers, and e-buses. If you move around many of our cities on the continent, you will see minibuses transporting people left and right. And of course, e-buses, two-wheelers and three-wheelers are equally an important means of transportation. So that is, let's say, the immediate opportunity for us to utilize batteries to facilitate electrification of transport systems on the continent. With technological advances in battery storage, uh, now we can have batteries that can store more than 500 megawatts. So we're no longer talking of boutique solar plants here and there that can power clinics, 
or refrigerate vaccines. We are talking of batteries that can store uh, energy sufficient to power cities, uh, large cities for that matter, and to power industries. So this again will improve our path towards realizing our dream to industrialize greener, to promote green and clean growth on the continent as part of implementation of the SDGs and Agenda 2063. We are looking at strengthening collaboration with Europe, with Asia, as strategic partners to enable us to have a just transition. So uh, my buzzwords for uh, that basically encapsulates the message that underpins the forum and the objectives behind it is really equity for cobalt and lithium and other battery minerals. So shared value creation in which we're inviting the rest of the world on the strength of the credentials and the strength of the metrics of the indicators that were in the Bloomberg study, Bloomberg NEF study, that they would come and join DRC and Africa in this road towards the production of batteries, electric vehicles, and increased deployment of renewable energy on the continent. These are fantastic insights. Mr. Pedro, thank you so much for your time today and for letting us know about this growing industry and all the opportunities that lie ahead. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Impacting Stories, an Impact Newswire podcast. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, or wherever you get your podcasts. Our next episode will feature industry leaders and stakeholders with expertise in innovation across Africa. Impact Newswire is a boutique strategic communication firm. Visit us at impactnews-wire.com or on social at Impact Newswire.